Welcome to CCC Hardcore, where we are devoted to the idea of telling the stories of core members of the California Conservation Corps, because every core member has a story worth telling. The views discussed on this podcast represent those of the host and the guests, and do not necessarily represent the views of the California Conservation Corps. This week, we'll be hearing from core members on the Desolation Wilderness Crew. Uh, we have a lot of interviews to cover, and so we'll get right to it. Um, but I just let you know that the Desolation Crew started their season in Big Basin State Park on the coast. Um, and then they moved up to the Stanislaw National Forest, and then they finished their season in the Desolation Wilderness near Lake Tahoe. Um, so your name is? I'm Courtney Parks. And where are you from? I uh, am originally from Mammoth Lakes in Fresno, but I reside in the San Luis Obispo Center Okay. Uh, for the CCC. So you're in the seas before, yes. before the backcountry? Yeah, for the past two years. Okay. Yeah. Um, are you a crew leader? No, I'm a green hat. I'm okay. a female dorm captain, and I'm also a second chancer. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Right on. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. I'm not familiar with what a dorm captain is. Um, a female dorm captain is, uh, you kind of, uh, in my San Luis, San Luis Obispo Center, you're kind of separated by crew, but the females are all put together in one. So to become a female dorm captain, you kind of have to get not the approval of your C1, but all of the center C1. So I believe at the time there was five, and I was trying to get my green hat. Okay. So I had to get five C1's approvals, and what my job was to do was to create a very bonding experience with all the females in the dorm, and make sure that a ruckus doesn't occur, have really good um, practice with conflict resolution, and then um, and then you make sure that they do the chores and then I do dorm inspections and then the bonding experiences was like the hardest thing because it's really hard to have five different crews personalities meshed together I, I bet that experience came in the background oh my god it was so much fun and then it was people who wanted to do things and wanted to experience and be goofy and vulnerable and it was awesome yeah. what was your most challenging experience back there me yeah in what way I was my own worst enemy I had a really big issue with comparing myself to others talking myself down um, and it really held me back in the beginning and then I just learned to stop comparing myself to others and learn what I could achieve and then I went even farther and I did things that I didn't even think I could do and I felt so strong and I'm a tiny person so it's just I felt amazingly strong I felt like a superhero and it was amazing um what was your biggest surprise back there? Biggest surprise? Yeah. Uh, you probably heard what the backcountry was about and yeah. what it was like to work in the mountains. Yeah. W- what did you experience that you didn't expect that you were going to experience? Oh, my God. Um, I don't even know. Just <laughs> how hard the work was. Because, you know, they say it's like they tell you over and over and over again that it's like really hard. They say no summer camp, but it was really hard like I I had never I'd been in the seas two years but I'd never hiked like this before and probably the rock work it was um, I had done it before the program and it, it broke me down and, and then I just kind of picked myself back up and then I and then that's when I became this whole new person and stopped comparing myself to others and doing that thing and I guess I don't know there was a lot of big surprises yeah I didn't I was worried that I wasn't going to become a different person that I wanted to become. Mm-hmm. And then I became that person. So I guess that's my biggest surprise to myself. All right. Right on. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's your takeaway? 
In what or, way? Um, what would you take from the backcountry and um, try to communicate to your center when you go back? Are you going back to your center? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So what, what, what knowledge could I spread? Yeah. Um, to go or like what I um, just to just to just to succeed. I, I will, whatever, just to succeed, be a success in life. Yeah. Um, learn how to maintain that focus at work and that learning, have that eagerness to learn, mm -hmm. and be as vulnerable and goofy as possible on your weekends. Okay. And and don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Right. Never be afraid to be goofy. <laughs> it's it's it makes your season. Right on. Yeah. Right on. So you're going back to SLO. Yes. Okay. Uh, what? What are your plans after? I mean, what, are you, what are your plans after that? Well, I got uh, probably after this, I'll hopefully have about eight or nine thousand, maybe close to ten, in scholarships. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to, um, I wanted to go do something that I hated. I wanted. I hated high school. I hated oh. it so bad. Oh. And I had a horrible time, so I'm thinking about going and doing my least favorite subject. I'm going to go and try and be an English teacher. Because I had such a horrible time in English class that I never want anybody to have the experience again. All right. So, yeah, it's a weird drive, but yeah. it's, you know, face your fears, conquer your fears. Well, now you've learned you can do anything, right? Yes! Right <laughs> it's amazing. Well, thanks for talking yeah, to me, thank chatting you. for a bit. And, uh, Courtney mentioned in her talk that she is a second chancer, and uh, that's a special term in the CCC. Uh, a lot of coroners don't make it through their first year, the year that they signed up for. They can leave for all kinds of reasons. Um, they can leave for positive reasons to take another job. Uh, maybe circumstances change at home. They've got to go home. Uh, maybe they don't think they're getting what they thought they were going to out of the seas, and so they decide that it's best for them to just move on. Sometimes they get fired. Sometimes they break a major policy. Uh, when I was in the seas back in 1987, we had what we called the Big Five. There were five rules that would automatically get you fired. Um, no drugs, no alcohol, no fighting, no refusal to work, no destruction of state property. Um, if you broke one of those you were gone. Um, they don't call them the same thing today, but essentially they're still in place. And so there's all kinds of reasons why a cornerer might not finish uh, the year that he or she signed up for. Well, what happens, um, a lot of times a cornerer will get home, who is now a former cornerer, and uh, either their life situation will change and they decide they want to try to finish their year, um, or maybe they realize that they had it better in the seas than they thought they did at the time, or that they had access to opportunities that they didn't have at home, and they'll want to come back. So the CCC has what they call a second chance program, where a cornerer who has left um, can contact their center. Um, each center might do things a little bit differently, and uh, the rules might be a little bit different today, but basically they contact their center, they write a letter to the center director, saying that they want to come back, why they want to come back. Um, if they left for disciplinary reasons, they might have to write what they learned and uh, have a plan to solving whatever problems it was that they had. And not everybody that applies for a second chance gets it. Um, they kind of talk to their crew supervisors and other staff to find out if this person um, should get a second chance. Uh, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Um, but Courtney, I don't know why she left. I don't know why she didn't finish her one year that she signed up for. 
But for whatever reason, she came back, she got a second chance, and now she was a second chancer. And uh, lots of times, second chancers turn out to be some of the best coroners because they've had a chance to think and reflect on what's been going on. Um, and they're very aware of the opportunities that they have now. Um, so you heard the Courtney uh, came back as a second chancer. Um, she was a female dorm captain, like a mentoring influence on other coroners at the center, not just on her crew. And now she's finished a backcountry trail season and ready to move on. Uh, so the second chancer program uh, works really well. About in the spring, oh, like orientation. Yeah. yeah. So your name is Elizabeth. Yes. And where are you from? I'm from Virginia, okay. Central Virginia. So you're an AmeriCorps. Uh, yes. Hi. Okay. How did you find out about the program? Um, so I I was a baker before this, and uh, my boss at the bakery that I learned basically everything that I've done. Um, she. Um, she heard about it from her friend who is um, a backcountry cook okay. and uh, when my friend got around to doing things after college um, she either did she was going to do a farm program in Virginia or backcountry and she chose the farm program so, okay. uh, yeah but she said hey I think there's this you know thing that you would like to do why not and that's, that's how so I got what attracted you to the program um, I've always been uh, a big fan of the outdoors. I love the outdoors. I've spent um, 10 years um, of my life going to Yellowstone, sometimes twice a year with my dad, oh, wow. to experience that. So that's really rad. Right on. Um, um, so you had, you probably had some ideas of what the season, what back, what going to the mountains was going to be like. Um, what surprised you? Um, definitely. I didn't think I would like the work as much as I do. I love the work. Um, like I said, I said it. I've said it a few times today. Being a baker and like that transition of going into trail work was huge. But it's very similar, like using your hands and um, just like the techniques learned were pretty incredible. Uh, yeah, that's all right. That's <laughs> uh, what was your biggest challenge? Um, my biggest challenge. Yeah. Um, I'd say um, there's a lot of talk about like looking in the backcountry mirror, like that's the the phrase, and I think um, that was as equally challenging as it was rewarding, like seeing my flaws and seeing everyone else's flaws um, and accepting that, and that's a really beautiful thing to to see and accept those things. So, yeah. All right, um, what was your favorite campsite? Um, Wheat's Meadow. Um, Wheat's Meadow in the Stanislaus. Okay. That was beautiful. That was our uh, first backcountry site. Uh, we had one in Big Basin. We had um, a front country camp in the Stanislaus. And our first move into the backcountry three miles out was just incredible. It was um, like right along the rocks and tucked away in a meadow. And it was great. Really rad to be out there. <laughs> Uh, what takeaway are you going to take home with you? Um, I'm going to take away 
that uh, I have been given a new chance, like, um, at, oh yeah, just like a, a second, a new perspective on life, and uh, to, like, I, it's like a, a little bit of a time warp, um, like, I feel like I've put my life on hold, and I've put all those things in a time capsule, and now I get to open it up and see what, how the changes are different, so. So where do you go from here? From here, I'm going to travel around California, <laughs> this is my first time on the West Coast okay. in California, right. so. I'm really excited just to uh, rove around and uh, yeah, see what where the wind blows me next. So. <laughs> well, good luck on your travels. Thanks for chatting with me for a couple of days. My name is Ricky Feltz. And where are you from? I'm from Hanford, California. Okay. Uh, were you in the seas before you joined? Yes. Okay. I was what? at the Fortuna Center before this. Okay. Yeah. Um, what kind of work did you do there? Ooh, we did... Um, what's called SRP, so salmon restoration, where we would use the grip hoist to bring giant redwood logs into the creek uh, to make salmon habitats, a lot of invasive species removal, and fuel reduction. That's the bulk of what I did before I got here. Right on. How'd you find out about the program? It was through, um, during our orientation, they told us all about the season stuff, and this was one of the, one of the programs that mm -hmm. they talked to us about. So. Yeah. How long have you been in? May 2nd was my year, okay. so it's been a year and some change now. Okay, so was it something you were planning on doing, looking forward to doing? or? Uh, no, okay. when I first got in, um, they were like, yeah, backcountry, you live in the woods for five months. And I was like, probably not going to do that. <laughs> but then um, as I started doing more things, I realized like, hey, I can, like, I got my forklift license in mm -hmm. the seas before I had my driver's license. Wow. And I got my S212 and all those things. So I was like, hey, maybe if I can do these things, I could do backcountry. So mm -hmm. then I started thinking about it, and I was like, you know, I'm going to try it. And now here I am. Right on. Right so. on. So what was that transition like coming from Humboldt but, uh, uh, to the to the Sierras? Or, yeah. You, well, you guys weren't, you guys started at Big Basin? Yes. Okay. Which was not very different. Right. Because it was a big, you know, big Redwood, Redwood Forest. forest. <laughs> it was awesome because um, I actually um, super graded. I promoted to Green Hat, mm -hmm. which is, uh, my position was Natural Resource Specialist. And so I knew all about that environment anyway. So it was pretty cool that I got to go and, like, tell my crew about the, the redwoods and the whole, like, redwood forest and ecology. Mm -hmm. So that was cool. But then, yeah, then going to the Sierras was a little different. Like, I didn't know any of the trees. Mm -hmm. I didn't know any of the animals. I didn't know anything about it. So yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. Like, hey, I get to go to this new place and learn all about it while I'm here. Uh -huh. And so. Desolation Wilderness, you're above a lot of the trees, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty interesting. Yeah. But, uh, what was the most challenging thing about the summer? Um... Oh, there were so many things. Um, uh, before I joined the Seas, I was afraid of everything. Oh, wow. I'm still afraid of everything. Okay. But now I know that I can at least go in and challenge those fears and come out the other side. Right on. So that was probably the hardest thing was being afraid. I remember there was one trip where I got stuck on a log crossing a river because mm -hmm. I was like, oh, man, this is terrifying. And I got stuck, but after a little bit, like, my whole crew was just, like, cheering me on, and they weren't, like, being mean or anything about it. Like, oh, man, like, this grown man is, like stuck on the log mm -hmm. they were like you can do this you got it you so so with the help of them like they helped me get past all these fears so that was super awesome right on um you heard, probably heard about the backcountry program before you went um so you had some ideas about what it was going to be like yeah did you have any surprises when you got there um yeah i mean i've heard i mean they could tell you stories all day which i had um a few friends who came back they told me about everything like that they went through but it's just not the same hearing about it and 
doing it. So it's like, yeah, it's going to be physically challenging. Yeah, you're going to make these bonds with all these people. And it's like, okay. And then when you get in, it's just like, you expect it, but not to the level that it was at. And you go, oh, so that's what that meant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so even though, like, kind of knew what was going on when I came in, it was still, all of it was still a surprise. Right. So, okay. Yeah. Um, what takeaway are you going to take from here? Definitely um, uh, going in head first, like, not worrying about if I'm afraid of it or not. Because mm-hmm. that's one thing that has stopped me from doing things in the past. But now I'm like, hey, it doesn't matter if I'm afraid of it, because I can do it. I can right get on. past it. So that's definitely one thing that I'm going to do. Just... Go in, take more risks, try right more things. So Right on. Yeah. Um, so where, where do you go from here? From here, I am going to go back to my center. Mm-hmm. Um, before I left, I was fire trained. So I had the fire training, so I might do a season of fire. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I know, I'm definitely going to go back, um, use the scholarship money to um, finish my degree because it wasn't finished when I came up here. So okay. I'm going to get my associates. In what? Uh, sign language. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. A little bit of a different field yeah. <laughs> from out here, but... Uh, I thought that was, um, I think it's pretty cool. So I'm going to go finish that. And then, um, as you can tell, I really like talking. <laughs> and uh, my specialist was, like, my green hat in the seas was for natural resources. So it was, like, I would learn a lot of things about the environment and then teach them back to my crew. Mm-hmm. So I like to talk and I like to teach. So I think, like, interp ranger would be awesome because, like, I love being out here too. Yeah. So if I could just throw all that stuff together, oh, yeah. you know, that would be awesome. So right definitely interp. Would right be something I'm shooting for. Um, have you been writing over the summer? I know we talked about writing at orientation. Have you been writing over the summer? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it dwindled a little bit at the end. Yeah. Um, it always does. The yeah. season wears on you. <laughs> yeah, but I still tried to get as much, like, at least yeah. bullet points. Like, right. I went here with these people. Yeah. Like, maybe it wasn't super cool. detailed or anything, but yeah. I tried to at least be like, yeah, I went here with these people. And, of course, like, writing letters. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the written records that I still have. Yeah. Or I'm going to have when I get out and all the letters I got. So, mm-hmm. that's still cool. I still kind of, like, was recording what... Yeah. What happened and what was going on. Right on. So. All right. Anything else you'd like to add? Uh, just that this has been an amazing experience. Like like I said, everyone's told me so much about it, but it's nothing until you actually do it. Right it's on. a totally different experience than anything I've yeah. ever had before. Like, I've always wanted to travel. I've always wanted to see the world. And I've lived in Hanford, Central Valley, for 21 years. Mm-hmm. So imagine having, like, the soul of a traveler but being stuck yeah. in one place for that long. Yeah. So I was definitely ready to go out and see more of the world. Right on. Definitely excited about that. I'm definitely going to do more of that when I get out. So. Right on. Cool. Well, thanks for chatting with me for a few minutes. So your name? Uh, Sonny. Sonny. And you're from Reading? Yeah. Okay. How long have you been in the seas? Uh, I've been in the seas for um, uh, a little over two years. It'll be two. It was two years in June this past June. Okay, what crew are you on? I'm on crew twenty. Okay. Um, Eric Anderson's crew. Okay. I've been on that crew from the from the beginning. All right. Um, were you with the crew when they were working on the adventure camp at Lassen Park? I was, yeah. Yeah, I came out and visited you guys there too. Oh man, I thought you looked familiar. Yeah, actually. yeah, right on. It's awesome. Um, so, how did you find out about the backcountry program? Um, I found out about it in my Comet, uh, uh-huh. the training program they do. I found out about it. Um, yeah, just my first week. Yeah. Yeah. And so was this something that you were planning to do, looking forward to do, or did you just decide, I mean, how, how did you decide to join the backcountry? Well, um, I guess back then, uh, the CCC was my first job, I was 19 years old, I was pretty, um, it was all like a little overwhelming for me, just everything kind of was, but it all seemed a little far-fetched, um, you know, just the thought of like, you know, being out in the backcountry for five months, yeah. taking it all, 
just as like for the adventure that it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, it always just seemed like something I was very compelled to do, and it just always seemed like something that I would end up doing, even though it seemed totally out of the question. Right on. So, what was your biggest challenge during the summer? Oh man. Um, uh, it's hard to say, you know. Um, maybe just trying to. Maybe just trying to stay consistent. Maybe just trying to keep like a, a positive attitude. Maybe just trying to continue to push myself to do the best that I could. The, all the time in the past, you know, it's never getting complacent. I guess. Okay. Um, did you have any system or anything like that? Did you come up with a plan, or did you just like push on through? Um, early on, you know, first eval, I established that my goal was to just remain consistent, remain fluid, remain flexible. Um, and then just out of habit, you know, just uh, something I picked up is just the, uh, just self-assessment, just constant uh, re-evaluations of just my priorities and just, you know, what I'm doing. Making sure I'm uh, just kind of staying on task. Okay. Alright, um, so you heard about the backcountry before you went, um, what was the biggest surprise that you faced, that you found, something that you didn't expect that you would experience in the backcountry? Um, maybe going into it, I was a little surprised that um, I would not be spending the entire five months, five and a half months, however long it was, in uh, one location. That kind of came as a surprise to me, uh-huh. you know, but um, it wasn't necessarily a bad surprise. It was kind of a pleasant surprise. So I think it, uh, it allowed me to kind of just uh, be more uh, fluid and more flexible. It kind uh-huh. of uh, gave me the time to, like, uh, like once, every time I'd settle in, yeah. you know, I'd kind of just, like, have to like, get up and then, like, resettle, and that just kind of helped me. Yeah. You know, so I'd say that was probably the most surprising. Kept it more fluid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So what's your what's your takeaway from the season? You know, just um, I guess just keep an open mind. Um, just uh, always be patient uh, with yourself, with others. Just uh, try to be as flexible as you can. Um, you know, just uh, yeah, just forgive yourself. Oh man, there's a yeah. lot. I guess I could really uh, say, but uh, you know, just uh, uh, okay. You know. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so where do you go from here? Um, I suppose back to my center for a little while. Um, you know, it's been an awesome two years uh, in the program. Um, best thing that's ever happened to me. So it's a kind of nice to like return the return the favor to like new people who are like maybe trying to figure it out themselves. Uh-huh. I really like enjoyed that about the program. Yeah. Are you a super great? I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, specialist. All right. I'd hoped to uh, promote the crew leader. Uh, uh, Back before yeah, I, I did backcountry, but I kind of just moved on due to like driver's like, license complications. Oh, really? I, yeah, I didn't have one. Okay. Just, uh, never, never got one, so All right. just made it difficult. Um, anything else you'd like to say about your season? Um, oh, you know, just um, it's just really awesome to be on a crew, you know, kind of like a. Uh, uh, kind of just develop a relationship with like 15 or you know 15 to however many uh, strangers just kind of develop like a like a second family yeah. sort, you know, and just make that kind of relationship bond with people like over like the kind of work that you guys like all just enjoy doing you all have like similar goals and that's just really awesome yeah. 
Right on. Well, thanks for... And uh, what's your name? Uh, Tam. Tam. Yeah. And where are you from? Uh, I'm from Stockton, California. Okay. My center's uh, Greenwood. Okay. How long were you in the Seas? Uh, I was in the Seas. I joined in November, so not very long at all. Okay. So by the time I applied, it was probably like three months. Okay. How'd you find out about the program? Um, they tell us about the program like in, during orientation. So like the first week or two you're there, they talk about backcountry, mm-hmm. about how it's like uh, so special. And right. Um, was it something that you wanted to do right away as soon as you heard about it, or did you have to think about it a long time? Um, in the beginning, it was more of like a um, kind of like a thought. It's like, oh, that'd be really nice, but I don't know if I'd be qualified because I'm still really new as opposed to everybody else. Right. So... It kind of okay. hit me like that'd be a great opportunity, but I don't know if I like uh, to qualify since my time is not as like put in as everybody sure. else. Yeah, but you made it. I made it. Right on. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the biggest challenge for you? Um, just probably getting used to such a like a tight, close knit community. Because mm-hmm. I'm used to like spending time alone and having like um, alone time, like just to recoup. Because being around so many people kind of drains my energy for so long. Mm-hmm. But. Being around 17 others, like 24 hours a day for five and a half months is probably the biggest challenge. Yeah. Um, how, did, how did you deal with that? Um, kind of just, just kind of like start learning to open up and to like let people in and realize that it's not about being alone. It's about like having others who just respect that and like yeah. okay with it being around you. All right. Um, what was your biggest surprise? Uh, During the season? season? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I really had a surprise because they, they told us I, I knew other members who told me pretty in depth about what I should be expecting and so it's like the hardships and stuff were they were expected and I was um, hoping for them because okay. the season wasn't supposed to be easy for us so I was expecting a struggle and I'd be disappointed if it wasn't which <laughs> right. right on what's your takeaway from this season? Um, I have like a new outlook on where I want to go with my life I think just like out of here before I wanted to do fire and that was kind of like a like a dream, but now after backcountry, it's like I feel like I can attain it in the next year. Right on. So hopefully I can do um, like a wildland firefighter. Okay. By next season, hopefully by this winter. Okay. If anyone will take me, then I'll take my shot at anyone. Okay. Are you gonna go back to Greenwood? For a while to buy my time, but if anything comes up for like fire, then I'm gone. Okay. I'd, I'd rather do fire. Like okay. do something. Not saying the season isn't meaningful. Right. But fire is like, has like a calling. Yeah. All right. It just well, kind of calls out to you. Well, thanks a lot for answering my questions, and congratulations on a successful season. And uh, we'll be seeing you tomorrow. So, what's your name? Tyler Cooper. Tyler Cooper. Um, and where are you from? Um, originally from Albany, New York. From where? Albany, New York. Okay. Um, so you're AmeriCorps or CCC? Uh, AmeriCorps. Okay. How'd you find out about the program? Um, a crew leader of mine from Colorado, this is like my fourth season doing trail work, um, mm-hmm. he did backcountry in 2014. Okay. And he is a good friend of mine until this day, and right. he's always kind of pushed me to do backcountry. Right. So he thought it would be something I really enjoyed, I would really enjoy. Did you have to think about it, or did you, like as soon as you saw it was available, yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, he, I had never heard about it, uh-huh. um, when I started doing trail work in 2015, mm-hmm. and he, um, I had thought about it for a while, and then last year I decided, uh, I wanted to be a crew leader, so I, I stayed back, I went back okay. east, and was a crew leader for the summer, Okay. and led teen, uh, crews, 
and then I, last summer I actually made up my mind I'm like next season I'm doing backcountry 100% so. okay so you did trail work in where um, I've done trail work in Colorado Mississippi Tennessee New Hampshire Massachusetts okay. and now California okay um, <clears throat> was it all just like hike out during the day and then come back at night or did you camp out at any work sites um, or anything like that oh yeah I've done backcountry okay. hitches uh, was what they called them in Colorado okay. I did um front country pitches mm-hmm. um but yeah more or less it was a lot more like hiking out and staying out for nine ten days at a time than right. coming out for four or five days okay yeah. all right um so what was the biggest challenge for you during the summer oh he um a lot uh first was adapting to a crew of this size mm-hmm. um biggest crew i've been on beforehand was eight people mm-hmm. so finding a place in that kind of large community but that fell in the place a lot easier than I thought it would all right that was the first one um, I think the other challenge I faced was um, ignoring old habits uh, because of the old um, my old core lives I had lived you would have time off and you go back to your friends and right so yeah, it was very that that transition period and um, I travel a lot too so yeah. Like about four months, I leave a mm-hmm. place and go to a new place usually. Yeah. So breaking that barrier of uh, okay. being comfortable, where most people are comfortable, I start to get uncomfortable in the situation. <laughs> uh, breaking that area, breaking okay. that barrier, and um, really settling in then okay. is the biggest challenge. What was the biggest surprise you had this season? <laughs> um, I want to say finishing. Okay. Um, all right. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> yeah, talk to you later. All right. You might have noticed the end of Tyler Cooper's interview seemed a little bit rushed. Um, that's because it was the end of the day. Um, I was trying to talk to people at the same time. People were being processed, and his, his turn came up, and he had to go uh, do his out-processing. So that wraps up the Desolation Wilderness Cruise. Um, next week, we'll be hearing from the Kings Canyon crews. I'd like to dedicate this week's podcast uh, to a backcountry giant, Peter Lewis. Uh, Peter started out as a backcountry C1, and he became the director of the backcountry trails program for a lot of years. Um, and Peter really set the tone for the program that was to follow. Um, he passed away a few years ago. Um, but the Backcountry Trails program will never forget our friend Peter. Music for this podcast is called Boogie Number no. 1 by the Tall Pines. Tall Pines.